We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking week eight passing game matchups on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners at Rotoviz. Curtis was not able to record tonight, so it will just be me doing our passing game matchup show. As a result, I'm going to try to be pretty efficient getting through highlighting some of the players with very favorable matchups, some of the players with very unfavorable matchups this week. Uh, and this should be a, a rather quick episode as I think, uh, you know, it's probably more interesting when Curtis and I can go back and forth versus you just listening to me talking. Uh, I am recording this at halftime of the Bucks Ravens game. Hasn't been the most exciting game uh, thus far. Uh, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, by the time you're listening to this, we had a good turnout to the end of that game. But let's just... <laughs> Get right into talking through some of these matchups. And I want to start with wide receivers. And the first player that's worth highlighting this week is Hunter Renfro. He's the only player that rates in the 70s this week. Now, Renfro has not been the Renfro that I was hoping we would see this year. Obviously, you were going to expect some change given Devonte Adams arriving there. But one of the things that we might have been less inclined to expect would be the impact of Mac Hollins. Uh, at this point, Renfro has played, uh, excuse me. Renfro has played in four games. The most points he scored came in week two with 12.9 points against Arizona. Every other week has been below 10. So though he has a very favorable matchup this week, we do need to some extent temper expectations of what we could expect from him. I will say that the matchup with Las Vegas, though, is pretty darn favorable. New Orleans has been one of the most favorable uh, in the thresholds that we look at. They're actually allowing 17.4 points per game to top 48 wide receivers. Renfro is almost always running out of the slot. Uh, and Paulson Adebo, who 
you should see some coverage for Renfro from is allowing uh, 15.6 points um, when he's covering the slot. He's pretty susceptible. Uh, Bradley Roby, Justin Evans in the secondary have been middle of the road. Uh, but when you look at this team on an overall basis or the secondary, I should say, of the Saints, it's pretty susceptible to slot-wide receivers, and that underlies that very strong rating for Renfro. Other players towards the top that are worth highlighting, uh, you see Wandale Wandale Robinson for the Giants uh, with a matchup rating in the high 60s. We talked earlier in the week about Daniel Jones being one of the top streamers. Um, As a result, it looks like Robinson could be the player that is going to have a solid game uh, when the team faces the Seahawks. Um, You're going to see Robinson operate out of the slot a fair amount. Um, You know, now that you have Kadarius Toney heading to Kansas City, Robinson figures to be positioned to be a fairly utilized player in this. Seattle has allowed five touchdowns to wide receivers lined up in the slot this year. I do think it's notable that only 1.3 wide receivers on a weekly basis are going over 10 points against Seattle, but it looks like Robinson could be the player for New York this week. Another player with a pretty favorable matchup is Jerry Judy. Uh, They have allowed ranked wide receivers. And when I say ranked wide receivers, I mean those ranked as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, or wide receiver three to score 2.3 points per target this year with a reception rate of 82%. You have Jerry Judy running 78% of his snaps from the slot. I'm sorry, those numbers that I mentioned previously were for slot wide receivers. So they're giving up a high reception percentage as a result of that, a fair amount of points. Uh, Judy is averaging, let's just take a quick look at this um, and make sure I get this right. In 2022, he's averaging 10.7 PPR per game. This looks like a week that we should expect him to exceed that. Might be in line to be a wide receiver too when the Broncos face off with the Jaguars other players scoring favorably that I'd like to call out. You see Brandon cooks uh, in Houston's matchup with Tennessee scoring pretty highly DJ Moore, who moved up a couple of spots in the GLSP this week compared to where he has been with uh, PJ Walker, breathing some life into him gets a 58 against the Falcons. If there's a spot for more, to continue uh, to carry some of that momentum forward. This would be a good one for it to be in the subsequent week. Now it's hard to really bank on more given what we've seen, but the GLSP also viewed him as a wide receiver three. If you look at the various thresholds, Atlanta has been the most favorable in just about every threshold. They're allowing a full two wide receivers per week to go over 10 points, uh, 1.3 wide receivers over 15, 0.7 wide receivers each game to go over 20, allowing 18.7 to top 48 wide receivers. If there's a week for more, it's looking like this should be one of them. 
Um, of the elite players, Devontae Adams has the highest matchup this week. Godwin, who's playing now, scored pretty well. Uh, Jefferson, Cup, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle all towards the top. Waddle and Hill should go nuts. The GLSP loved them this week as well. Players that you might be considering for the flex that are interesting. Uh, the first player you would look at would be Tyler Boyd. And with the news breaking tonight that Jamar Chase is dealing with injuries and it's not from if you read into some of what's coming out, it's not looking very good for him right now, could miss a significant amount of time. We would expect even more from Tyler Boyd, who was the only Bengals wide receiver that produced a good rating this week. Now, ranked wide receivers out of the slot have scored 2.4 points per target against Cleveland, which is just about as high as you're going to get. Boyd's GLSP called for 13.6. He had a solid distribution. Now, with the news coming that the Bengals might be down their top wide receiver, this looks like another really good spot for T. Higgins. He might put things together again this week for Cincinnati. Players that do not score well this week Gabe Davis is facing the Packers. This is a really tough matchup. He's going to see coverage from Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas. Um, The most forgiving of the three has been Stokes, and he's allowing just 6.4 points per game on direct targets. Green Bay is allowing just 0.9 wide receivers to crest 10.0 points each week. This looks like a game where Davis could be kept in check. Now, naturally, He's been producing a lot of his points on these big plays, which are hard to account for in exercises that are looking at alignments and what have you. Uh, But this does not profile as a great game for Davis. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 
another player that you might be considering getting into your lineup uh, in the flex, perhaps, would be George Pickens. He has a very tough matchup this week. Uh, he will be facing off against Philadelphia, as you are probably highly aware at this point. Philadelphia is playing some great football. If we go to the matchup analysis tab in the NFL Stat Explorer, you'll see Philly being graded as one of the most difficult matches for opposing wide receivers. Uh, they held Justin Jefferson in week two to just 10.8 points. Um, C.D. Lamb had just 12.7 last week. Have been some decent games strewn in there, but with the way that Pickens operates, this does not look like a very good matchup for him. He's also probably going to be spending a lot of this game against Darius Slay, James Bradbury. Bradbury is allowing just 3.3 points per game on direct targets. Uh, Slay is seeding 6.1, but combined, this is a very tough matchup for Pickens. So we might have to be aware of that when setting our lineups. Other players that are rated fairly low this week. You have uh, C.D. Lamb down towards the bottom. Now, Tyler Lockett is going to have an interesting game as it looks like he's going to be playing without D.K. Metcalf on the field. Draws a pessimistic outlook given his matchup rating against the Giants. Uh, but with some of the factors that we've discussed this week, I think I'd be... I wouldn't be overly concerned about that. I would try to keep him in lineups. Um, as far as other players with matchups that are poorly rated that really stand out, Deontay Johnson against the Eagles also does not have a very great outlook. Uh, Chris Olave against the Raiders does not um, have what I would consider to be an easy matchup. Some of the players that you might be interested in, we highlighted Darnell Mooney via the GLSP. He's in the green this week, has an average uh, level of difficulty against the Cowboys with a rating of 49. Uh, the Patriots receivers are largely in the middle. Um, those are really the key players that I think are worth pointing out. Let's quickly turn our attention right now to tight ends and the tight end with the easiest matchup this week or the, the most favorable given what we've seen so far is Jordan Aikens for Houston. Now Aikens actually runs a very high number of plays not in tight end alignment. He actually has been in tight end alignment on just 49% of plays. So though Tennessee has been fairly stout at guarding tight ends, a lot of the ways that Aikens is used does not fall into that regular tight end type of format. As a result of that, we see him getting that very favorable rating. He runs a lot of routes from the slot where... The Titans have not been great at covering that. His matchup rating of 65 is significantly good uh, for a tight end. You'd have to look with the other options that are available. Uh, maybe bounce the GLSP off some of your other options. But Aikens could be a guy that you turn to. Of the higher ranked tight ends at this point, you have Dallas Goddard, Mike Kosicki scoring well. 
David Njoku rated pretty high. As we talked about in the GLSP episode, though, David Njoku very likely going to be out for Cleveland. So you can consider going ahead and getting his backup in Harrison Bryant um, as this matchup is pretty favorable uh, for him, assuming he gets usage that's somewhat like you would see for Njoku. TJ Hawkinson, Jawan Johnson, fairly high. Towards the bottom, uh, Will Disley, just a 21 against the Giants. That's a significantly tough matchup. Dawson Knox, Hayden Hurst, George Kittle, Pat Fryermuth, Logan Thomas, all scoring around a 30 in this week's ratings. So we hit a lot of that really quickly. I think you'd probably rather just get that key information um, without the need for me to kind of ramble, without having Curtis to go back and forth with. I will do, though, another quick review here of some of the thresholds and the teams that are the most forgiving and the least forgiving, starting with... 10-plus point games allowed to wide receivers. As I mentioned prior, Atlanta, the most forgiving, allowing 2.0 wide receivers each week to go 10 points or more, followed by Tennessee, Las Vegas, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Jacksonville, Washington, New Orleans, and Philadelphia. The teams have not been forgiving in this metric are Chicago, Green Bay, Indy, Denver, Houston, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Miami, New York Giants, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo. If we look at 20-plus point games, the list is a little bit different. Uh, We still see Atlanta at the top. There's Pittsburgh, Tennessee, the Rams, Lions, Saints, Chargers, Chiefs, Eagles, and Commanders turning to tight end from an eight plus perspective seattle has been very forgiving indianapolis detroit those teams are all at one tight end per game getting to eight points followed by tampa bay atlanta arizona las vegas new england miami and the chargers and if we do the same exercise where we look at the top end thresholds we will see that the team's allowing 16 plus point games. You have Arizona at 0.6 tight ends, dropping down very quickly to Cincinnati at 0.3, followed by Tennessee, Minnesota, Las Vegas, Houston, Buffalo at 0.2. And then the teams that have been very challenging Chicago, Dallas, Denver, Detroit, Green Bay. But honestly, in this metric, there's, um, there's very few tight ends that are cresting that amount. Uh, So you can only read into that. So much Um, went through that very quickly, but it might be worth pulling that up on the site if you're interested in the position versus defense threshold in the passing game matchup Raider. I think that's going to do it for tonight. Hopefully some of those nuggets serve you well in your matchups this week. Hopefully you get a couple of other W's under your belt this season, and we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. 
Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. 